Welcome to the City Park Church Podcast. We are changing the culture of the city through the message of hope. Please share at cityparkchurch.com how God has touched your life through our messages. Thank you for listening. There's something happening that the, this, this, next coming, this coming year is going to be a year where people start experiencing power and people that have been standing for things for years are going to be, begin to experience healing power and healing miracles and more testimonies are going to begin to flow out. And there, there are, I, 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 I see even real terminal cases, miracle need cases that they're coming and because of what's going to take place in this church. That they're going to see, you're going to see some real major testimonies come out in this next year. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful. Where God has been moving before, it's going to be, it's just going to continue going up. It's just going to continue moving in a greater dimension. It's going to be a year of healing next year, I'm telling you. And now watch this, watch this. So, so this, this woman, she touches the garment, the power flows out. He said, you see, the disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you. And you say to us, you say to us, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told the whole truth. Now, the next verse is the key. Thank you, Pastor. He said, he said, daughter, I am the son of God and I have healed you. Is that what he said? No. He said, daughter... I have a tremendous healing ministry, and my healing anointing healed you. Did he, is that what he said? No. He did not say any of that. He did not attribute any of the miracle that she experienced to himself. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And if her faith can make her whole, your faith will make you whole. Everybody want, well, pastor, you, need, you, you, you must have sin in your life because I'm not getting healed. Mm-mm. What does his lifestyle have to do with your miracle? It's not up to him. It's not up to, it's not up to her. It's not up to anybody. My prayer partner just not getting through to heaven. Well, you need to get through to heaven. It's not about them. You can't blame them. It is your lack of faith that produces a lack of miracles. Because when you produce faith in the presence of God and get the power of God and the faith of God connected, it, it just makes miracles everywhere. Now, remember what I said, which is easier, thy sins be forgiven thee, or rise, take up thy bed, and walk? There's only one way to get saved. There's only one way to get saved. Now, let, let, me, let me give you this. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. This is a trick question. This is a trick question. I'm letting you know ahead of time. If all I know, if the only thing I know is that Jesus is the Son of the living God, if, G, if I believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, is that enough knowledge to get saved on? It's a trick question. I want you to think about this. Is that enough knowledge to get saved on if all that I know, the only thing I know, is that Jesus is the Son of the living God? Is that enough knowledge? How many would say, yes, that's enough knowledge? All right. How many would say, that's not enough knowledge? All right. I've got, all right. For those of you that are no, what else? What else? Let's, let's, let, how many know there's a difference between must and should? How, we should wash our car. We must put gas in it. How many know there's a difference between must and should? We should work out, but we must eat. 
right? So there's a difference between must and should. If, now, I must, if I'm going to get saved, I must know that Jesus is the son of the living God, right? I, I'm, that's a must. How many know that's a non-negotiable? What other non-negotiables are in there? Because here's the deal. Some of you said no. What else must I know in order to be saved? That What? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm producing this with knowledge. Faith is actually, faith is actually the result of knowledge. So what, else, what other knowledge must I have? So if I, one of the pieces of knowledge or faith is that Jesus is the son of the living God. But what else must I know? That he died. Why is that important? Why well, I, I put you on the spot. I know. I, I asked the question knowing. No, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yes. How many know that the, him dying on the cross is, is a big deal? How many know that you need to know that he died? I mean, but why is that important? Is it because he died for our sin? So it's not a moral issue. It's a sin issue. It's not a, it's not a mental issue. It's a spiritual issue. It's not an emotional issue. It's a spiritual issue. He died because I'm a sinner. So I must know that Jesus is the Son of the living God. I must know that he died. I must know that I'm a sinner. I must know what else. Thank you. We have a whole holiday for this. Called Easter, you know, that's the pagan, is resurrection. How many know resurrection is what really separates the men from the boys? Yeah. I, there's no other religion that touts what we, what we believe. The Hindus do not believe that any of their gods have died, risen again, and live within the Hindus to be one with the universe. The, the Buddhists do not believe that Buddha died, rose again, lives within the Buddhists to carry out the middle way. The Muslims do not believe that uh, Muhammad died, rose again, lives within the Muslim to carry out the Quran. But we believe that Jesus, the son of the living God, died, rose again, and lives within us. Because he rose again, he lives within those that uh, adhere to his name and call on his name in order to carry out the word of God. How many know that's what separates the men from the boys? Now, here's the deal. You get saved because you believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, that he died because you are a sinner, and that he rose again. Is there anything else I must know? Anything, anything else, or can I get saved yet? i got to call on it, right? i got to repent of my sin, and i got to call on the name of the Lord. Now, watch this. If I call on the name of the Lord, then I, the Bible says if I call on the name of the Lord, I'll be saved, right? So what are the five things? What are the five things you have to do to get healed? Here's the deal is that y'all were with me on the five on this one. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. But we don't have five things on how to get healed. Because we've been better taught about salvation than we've been taught about healing. And if it's going to be easy, it's, it's easy because of knowledge. And it's easy to find out what he's already done about it. How many know God is, I, I was praying for, uh, I was praying for one of my, uh, one of my loved ones many years ago. I was praying for her. For a loved one, and I was saying, "Lord," and I was I, I was praying, I was praying so hard, I was just praying, 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 praying. I said, "God, save, save, save them, Lord, save them, save them, save them, oh God, save them." And I, I and I and I started just just really kind of getting into it. I mean, I, and and I'm starting to cry, and oh God, save them, oh God, save them. And I'm crying and I'm interceding. God, save them. In the middle of my interceding, in the middle of my crying, in the middle of my pleading, in the middle of my, of my praying. I said, God, save them. And the Lord responded me, to me. And he said, why are you praying like an ignorant man? 
Well, you want to get my attention, call me ignorant. He said, Lord, why are you calling me ignorant? He said, I didn't call you ignorant. He said, but you're acting like an ignorant man. I said, what do you mean? He said, I have, I, uh, I, I said, I'm asking you to save my loved one. He said, I've done everything I'm going to do about saving your loved one. I'm like, well, no, you haven't because they're not saved yet. And, he, and then he goes on to say, he said, Jeff, he said, I'm not going to. This, he didn't use that quite. He said, I'm not going to save them. I said, well, yes, you are. You're by, your word says. And I began to tell him what the word says. I'll be saved in all of my household, and I'll be saved. In, and you would that none should perish, that all should come to the saving. You, your, your word says, I'm holding your word to you. He said, you know, you're not holding my word to me. He said, because I've done everything I'm going to do about saving them. I said, no, you haven't. They're not saved yet. He said, Jeff, I'm not sending Jesus down again to live and die and be resurrected. He said, my son has obtained an eternal redemption. It is not up to me to save them. It's up to them to believe what I have done and receive what I've done. How many, how many understand this? Well, that altered the course of my praying. I said, Lord, then how am I going to pray? So I had to pray, first of all, that the devil would stop blinding their minds. Secondly, that the eyes of their understanding would open up and be enlightened. And thirdly, that, that according to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, that the Lord of the harvest would send forth a laborer that they would listen to. How many know your family's not probably going to listen to you? So you better find somebody else that, the Lord will, that they will listen to, that the Lord can employ to get them across their path. Does that make sense? But here's the deal, it altered, it, it, it altered everything up that I was, up until that point, up until that point, it altered everything that I was, uh, I, 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 how I saw everything. And all of a sudden, rather than, rather than it be God saving when he wants to save and saving when he, in his timing, it was more about people doing their job of evangelizing and getting the right message to the right people. And it's up to them to believe. Now watch this real carefully. Some of us have been saying, well, God will just heal me in his own good time. Well, his own good time was 2,000 years ago. He obtained, it, not only did he obtain an eternal redemption as far as salvation is concerned, but he obtained an eternal redemption as far as your healing is concerned, as far as your money is concerned, as far as your deliverance. Everything that he did on the cross when he died, rose again, he is now set up over it, and he's waiting for you to say, Lord, I'll take some of that. Does this make sense? Well, you're just making it too easy. Well, I didn't make it too easy. Jesus said, which one's easier? Everybody say, healing's easy. Yeah, healing's easy. There's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. All our job is to say, yeah, you know what? I'll take some of that. Because then he says to, the, says to the man, which is easier to say, rise, your sins are forgiven, or rise, take up your bed and walk. So the next verse he says, so he says to the man, so that you know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, I say to, and he said to the man, rise, take up your bed and walk. And he went and he took a, he said, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And he got up, walked out, and people went out of the service. Now that's the only guy that got healed. And people, they dismiss and they go, wow, we've seen strange things today. People getting healed is a strange thing in some churches. So I went to a Baptist church one time. And they asked me to come. They asked me to come and, and preach at a Baptist church. Can you imagine me going to a Baptist church? I thought it was great. 
It's like, wow, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know what I do? And so I get a phone call Thursday. Brother Jeff, we've asked you to come, and we, we, want, we know that you are Pentecostal. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> he said, we don't want you speaking in tongues in our church. I said, that's cool. I, can, I, I, got, I got control. I said, I'm cool. And he said, and we want you to wear a suit and tie. Well, I'm cool. I, I, you know, I didn't wear the tie today, but you know, I'm cool with suit and tie. All right. And we want you to preach out of the King James Version of the Bible. I said, okay. And so I'm in there, had a couple of other things, and I said, I said, will you let me pray for the sick? He said, my God, man, that's why we're having you. <laughs> he said, we heard about what happens in your meetings, and, what, and my wife's got cancer. My God, that's why we're having you. I taught, I preached this same message. And here's the deal, is that when you preach to Baptist people, when you show them, they'll believe it because it's in the Bible. Now, Pentecostals, well, my grandmother didn't believe this. <laughs> this is the Bible. Yeah, but my grandmother and my, and my church didn't believe that. Well, here's the deal. The Bible says. And you know what? Those Baptist folks, I started telling them about this. And you know there was a woman that was sitting about, oh, about fourth row back, kind of about two, three, two, 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 three seats in. And she had, been, she had been in a car wreck five years before this service. She'd been in a car wreck. And uh, she, the, the uh, terrible, totaled the car, but it cracked her sternum. They didn't put her back correctly and get it all straightened out. She had complications in her back, her legs, her hips. She'd, she'd not been able to walk properly. She'd been in constant, terrible pain. And when I ask people, you know, what kind of pain are you in, one to ten, she's like, I'm in a ten, typically all the time. Just while I'm saying this stuff, she gets healed and lets out this cry. I said, my God, we become Baptocostal. <laughs> she gets healed sitting in her seat, and she stands up, and she says, you all know my story. And she told the story again, and she said, but sitting here listening to this, she said, this thing is easy. And she started being my evangelist, and she started preaching my message. And she got out into, and she got and walked out there, and she started praising God. I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. This is really powerful. This is the most lively Baptist church I've ever been in. But you know what? She wasn't Baptist. She was healed. She didn't care about Baptist. She didn't care about anything. She just she wanted to be healed. And do you know when she got healed? I mean, it was like popcorn. People started getting healed all over that building. They started getting healed of stuff, the uh, hard of hearing, all kinds of stuff. And then when that happened, there were three people that got saved that morning. And I hardly even took the altar call. I said, anybody want to get saved because of the message? Three people said, yeah, we want to get saved. We've been watching what God's been doing. And they never had me back, but they had me good for that first Sunday. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I preach, I preach this in Methodist churches. I preach this all over. I preach it all over the world. I preach it all over the world. And do you know the same message produces the same results to those that will believe? It, 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 because it's the same gospel. The power, while I've been talking just the last few minutes, the power of the Lord's just settled in here. The power of God's been settling down in here. And you have a, you have a potential. Now, if you've been researching on Google and WebMD the depths of your disease and all the nuances and the causes and all that stuff, that's fine. You've been educating and researching just on the other wrong on the wrong end. 
You've been researching on the end that just tells you the problem but doesn't tell you the solution. It tells you all the nuances of the things of the natural, but I'm telling you this is the stuff that when you search this, it'll, it'll remedy everything. If you were genetically, if you were genetically deformed and you were born without something, this will get it back in there. The gospel will do that. If you were injured, this will get it back. This will produce, because without, with, without faith it's impossible to please God, but with faith all things are possible. Jesus says all things are possible to them that believe. Isn't it interesting? Can I tell you one more thing? Will you, can you stand one more, one more story? Look here, let's go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Y'all, am I boring you? Am I, am I, is, this, is this okay? You're, you're okay? You're good? All right, because Mark chapter 9, something very interesting happens. Matter of fact, can I borrow? Can I borrow yours? Does this one talk in tongues? It, when you get the axe, it does. Verse, verse seventeen, Mark chapter nine. We'll start verse seventeen, and we'll go on from yeah. Oh, the whole the whole chapter. Start at verse seventeen. Go down. Watch this. He says, "And a man in the crowd." Here we go. A crowd again. I don't know what the deal is this morning. We got crowds. Crowds, when he, he said, verse 17, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who was possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. And whenever it seizes him, verse 18, whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground and he foams in the mouth, gnashes, and, and, uh, gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples that they should cast it out, and they could not. Watch this. They could not. And he answered and said to them, O faithless, he didn't say, O sinful generation. He didn't say, he didn't say, O corrupt generation. He said, O faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Now, verse 21 says this. So he asked his father, How long has this been going on? How long has this been happening? And he said, because since he's a child. But verse 22, he goes on to say this. He says, and, and, and he said, and sometimes it throws him into the fire. Sometimes it throws him into the water to drown him and to destroy him. And watch what he says. He says something very interesting. I want you, and I want, I want to wait till, till our, uh, my friend gets about it. He says, he says if, uh, if, you, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, Typically, you find throughout the Jesus ministry, people didn't ask this. They asked, if you will. This is the only place in Jesus ministry in the Gospels that we have record of. This is the only place that anyone ever questioned his ability. This is the only place anybody questioned his ability. Everybody else questioned his willingness. And isn't that true today? Well, God, I know you can, if you, uh, but will you? W- when will you? And here's the deal. He says, if you can. Now, this guy, he's not, because he had just been through the three-ring circus with the, with the inept staff. Right? They, I mean, he'd just been through all the, and you know why they couldn't? Do you know why they couldn't? Because they were all jockeying for the one that could get it out. They were all, they were all, they were all saying, which one is the greatest? Of Who can get it out? They didn't care about the boy. They just wanted to know about their ego. 
it was all about it was all about that. Who can get this out? I, I bet I could get it out. Yeah, you know, you you're not doing it right. I need to do this this way. I can get it out. And it's because of their ego that they couldn't do it. And that's why they were more concerned about themselves than they were about the care of that boy. And they weren't believing in God. They were just trying to get it for their own self. Sounds like some people I know. You don't have to look at them. Just say amen. No, they're not here this morning. But watch this. He says here. He said, if you can do anything. He's, and, and, and watch this. Can I use you again? Can I use you again? Can I borrow your Bible? Can I borrow you? So I'm going to make you Jesus again. I'll be the, the father. And, and here's, what, here's what dad does. Dad says, the responsibility of my son's deliverance, I'm putting it completely on you. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And puts the responsibility on him. Matter of fact, tell me your name. Uh, if you're the media guy, what, what's your name? Steve. Thank you, Steve. Would you do me a favor? I know I've asked you to give me the New King James version, but would you give me back the NIV version of this? Because <laughs> the NIV is actually better than the New King James version on this boy. Watch this. He says, "If you can," he says, "Jesus says, if you can believe." But that may be a little blind to us, because here's the deal. Here's what happens is, is when, when, the dad says, when the dad says, if you will, if you can do anything, have compassion. And he puts the responsibility over on to dad. He says, dad, do, he, he says, Jesus, do something. Do something about my condition. Do something about my problem. Now, notice what he says. And Jesus says, uh, Jesus says uh, it, uh, he says, I do believe. He said, if you can. He says, if, if, if you can, and he kind of takes an affront to this question of his ability. He says, if you can, and he's, he's, he's basically, the way we would say it, he said, if I can, if I, if I can, and he puts the responsibility back on dad. Do you see this? Everything is possible to the one who believes. He is saying, now watch this, he could have said, I am the son of God, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I have a great ministry of healing, and there's a lot of things. And he could have touted this whole thing, but he didn't. He did not put it. He didn't take the responsibility on this. He said, Dad, I can't do anything unless you believe. And don't we do that a lot in our culture? We're waiting for the guy that has the healing anointing, the healing ministry. We're waiting for the pastor to have a word of knowledge. We're waiting for the guy. We're waiting for all these things to happen. Guys, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But here's the deal. It is still our responsibility to believe the word of God. It's still our responsibility to believe that power is being given to us. Does this make sense? Thank you. So the deal is, is that, is again, is our responsibility to say, Lord, now, the reason I say this is that because I was, uh, in 1985, I had come home for, I was in, uh, I was in my, my, I was in the summer between my first and second year of Bible, uh, Bible college. I went to Rama, same college as you guys went to. And so, uh, I, I had left and went out to Rama and got, and came back and I was visiting mom and dad and visiting my family and I, I got a, some speaking engagements around. 
And so, so what happens is, is that I go out. Anybody ever been to Buxton? Anybody know where Buxton is? If you're going out, what, what highway is it? 26, going out 26 to the coast. If you're going out to 26 to the coast, about, uh, what is it, almost halfway, or somewhere around halfway, uh, just out past, the, there's a little town, Buxton. Well, I, I was called and I was asked to go to this church in Buxton. I was minding my own business. They only had me for a Sunday night, preaching that Sunday night. I preached on the supernatural power of God. And the supernatural, and, and, and four people got saved that night. I was so excited. Four people got saved. And then I had, anybody want baptism of the Holy Ghost? And then four different people came up, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, I was so excited. And then I had been asking the Lord to use me, to use me in new ways. I'd been asking the Lord, Lord, I, you, know, I, I, you know, you can use me anyway. If you want to give me a word of knowledge, you want to give me prophecy, I really would prefer that you don't use me in prophecy. I really don't care about, you know, I'm really not interested in being used that way. How many know Jesus doesn't care what you're interested in? He's going to ask you to do stuff that he wants you to do. And so I had never had anything like that. And I got into this service, and all of a sudden, I get the word kidneys. And I know it's the Lord telling me about somebody's kidneys. And I'm going, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, pray for a kidney. Pray for, pray for the kidneys. Pray for Jesus. And it came to me again, kidneys. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal somebody with their kidneys. Probably, probably. Yeah, thank God. He said, say kidneys. I said, no. No. No, I don't, I don't want to say kidneys. Because I, I, that, that I'm vulnerable then, you know. I, 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 don't want, I don't want to say I don't want to say kidneys. He said, Jeff, he said, you've been asking me to use you. If you, you can't, if, if you won't let me use you now, at what point? I'll never be able to use you past this point. I said, kidneys. Anybody got kidneys? I mean, got a problem with your kidneys. And sure enough, a lady on this side, about third row back, she stands up. I'm thinking, oh, yes, now i got all the faith in the world because somebody responded. And so she comes out and she gets healed in her kidneys. And then all of a sudden, the power of God starts moving. I mean, we prayed for nearly 40 people that morning or that night. And only one person didn't get an instantaneous. I mean, we had people that had broken clavicle, broken, uh, broken. I mean, a broken collarbone, uh, uh, all kinds of different things. There's only one person that didn't get an instantaneous healing. I'm like, whoa, Jesus, you're doing a great job here. And then, and then all of a sudden, some guy needs healing for his back. He comes out from the from the third row on this side, comes over, and so he's he's got a problem in his lower back. And so I laid my hands on him, and when I laid my hands on him. You know, I pray for him the same way I've been praying for everybody else. And I didn't, you know, didn't feel anything, but I never had really felt anything. And so when I laid my hands on him, I asked him, is there anything different? And he goes, no. And so I looked down here and said, Lord, is there anything you want to tell him? And, he's, and then I heard this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. He said, tell him to keep his mind quiet. And receive from the Lord. So I just told him that. I repeated the scripture. And then I told him that. And when I laid my hands on him. Something happened to him. Something happened to me. I'm 19 years old. Something happened to me. That I would never had happened before. And I, I really have never had it quite like that since. Even though there's been you know, more depth, clarity and definition. All of a sudden it was like some power. White power. Just, I mean just, just a white ball came up in, into my, uh, from, from deep within me. Went up into my chest, came down my, went down my arms, went right out of my hands, went right into him. And I took my hands off him. I said, did you feel that? He goes, whoa, dude. 
only in Oregon, you know. Whoa, dude. I said, is whoa, dude, a good thing? He turned, he, and, and so he, he felt, he was completely healed. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Jeff and Marcia were the ones that were singing. We, we, they took it, they drove down there. And so all the way home, I'm thinking about this, this thing. You know, we closed the service and everything, but th- that, that power had gone out of me. And it's the only time it did it. I'm like, what was that? What was that? got back home with mom and dad, went to bed that night, asked the Lord, what was that? What was that? If that was an experience, we'll just chalk it up to experience, and that's, that I'll leave it alone. But what was that? Got, went, flew back to Tulsa the, that next week, flew back to Tulsa, and, and just something on the inside of me would just tell me, there's something to this. There's something to this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast. I want to find out what this is. Because if this is just an experience, then I'm going to chalk it up and leave it alone. I watched people try and chase experience and replicate experiences and miss God. And they magnify experiences above the master. And the deal is, is that Jesus should be the focus and the object. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. Your experiences are, are somewhere way in the distant. Now, here's the deal. I asked the Lord... For three days, Lord, what was what, what that? And the third day of my fast, here's what the Lord said. He said, this is the tangible healing anointing that I told you that, I, that, that had been prophesied over about me. He said, this is the tangible healing anointing that I placed in your life to bring healing to people. And he said, he said this. He said, when you're in the Spirit, when you're in the Spirit, that tangible healing anointing will be present. Now listen real carefully. He said, when, he said, but you're going to have to change some things. I said, Lord, what do you want me to change? What am I doing wrong? He said, when that anointing is present, don't pray like you've been praying. I said, what, what's wrong with the way I've been praying? Because here's what I do. I'd lay hands on somebody. I said, now, Lord, heal them. Lord, heal them. Lord, Lord, heal them. Lord, we just confess. We just pray that you heal them right now. He said, don't pray that I heal them. He said, simply release and administer that healing anointing to them. And he said, that power, he said, to those that will believe, he said, that power will go into them. It will drive out sickness and disease. It will undo all the devil has wrought, and it will affect the healing and the cure in their body. He said there will be two determining factors of whether they get healed instantaneously. He said, first of all, the, the amount of the power of God that's on you at the time that you pray for them and you release that. He said, the second is the, he said the second factor is the amount of faith within the individual that will receive the power and not just focus on the manifestation. Here's the deal is that we typically, we typically look to our bodies to see if. When we look to our bodies to see if, we'll miss it every time because your body will lie to you. Your body will tell you that there's no healing power, that nothing has changed. But, you're, but when you believe that you've received the healing power, that healing power goes in there and it'll stay in there until it fixes everything. I've had people healed. Matter of fact, uh, up in Chinook, Washington, a few, several years ago, I was praying for a lady. She was... Uh, uh, it's Helen Pringle, if you want to you look, look her up. Helen Pringle. She, I laid hands on She came up because she had, she had, she had these allergies to cats. And she, she was having some female problems. And, uh, and, and she said, I have an allergy to cats. And he said, she said, I'm working in a senior citizen, a live-in senior citizen uh, community. And she said, a lot of these senior citizens have cats. And when I go in there, she said, I, I can't be in there but just a few moments. And all of a sudden, I, my eyes are watering. I can't see. My nose is running. I, all, I get so many problems. He said, she said, it's really interfering with my job. And I want to be healed of these allergies. 
and I want to be healed of these other complications that were going on in her body. So I laid my hands on her, the power of God. She was instantly healed of those two things. But then she kept, so I had said in the meetings, in the course of the meeting, I said, now, it'd be a good thing for you that once you leave this place is to say the healing power of God is at work in me. The healing power of God is at work in me. She said, you know what? She said, I know I'm healed, but I'm just going to keep on saying that. Well, she went back to the doctor about three, three months later. She went back to the doctor, actually to the eye doctor, and she said, I'm having problems. I think I'm going to need a new prescription. And she goes in there, and she sa- he says, well, let's test you. He says, well, he said, from the charts here, uh, you've got 20-20 vision. You don't need glasses anymore. Sure enough, she had her vision. But she'd been saying that the healing power of God's working in me. The healing power of God's working in me. And it, and it corrected. It cor- and she just kept releasing that, po- releasing that power through her words. She'd be saying, the healing power of God's working. And it corrected her. Well, she had, been, uh, she had, she had, had an injury when she was a child and had broken, broken her femur. And, they, and, and because of the complications, they didn't set it properly. And so she, her foot, her right foot, was always kind of at a tilt. It was, it was supposed to be like this, but it was more like on an angle. And she was going through shoes about every month, about every three to four weeks. She was wearing out the side of her shoes and because your shoes are not designed to run that way. And she's running she, every, at, least every, at least every other month. She's having to get new shoes. So she goes back to the doctor because she realizes that, you know, she's not wearing her shoes out. This is six months later after we prayed for her. She went back to the doctor and she, he said, uh, the doctor, she said, he was her primary care physician. He says, uh, you know, doc, would you check my leg out? And she said, because it doesn't seem like my shoes are wearing out. Well, they tested her out. And she, he said, well, your foot's flat again. And it seems, and they took an x-ray of that. She said, and the, and the bone is healed correctly. He goes, she goes, Wow. How did that happen? She goes, well, sometimes you just grow out of these things. Is that what your 12 years of medical (laughs) schooling did for you? That you just grow out of these things? Here's the deal. It was the supernatural power of God at work in her life. That even after six months with God, correcting everything that was wrong in her body. How many know with with God, all things are possible? All things are possible to them that believe. Now, I've been standing here just, just, just talking about these stories while that power of God is in here. Because there are many of you that you, I know you came in here with trouble. I know you came in here with stuff. And if you can believe, all things are possible. It doesn't matter if you've injured it, how long you've been had. I don't care if you've had it 50 years. I don't care if you had it 40 years. I don't care if your, your mother gave it to you or your father gave it to you. It passed down from your great granny. I don't care what it is. The power of God is more powerful than anything that is wrong with your body. The power of God is much stronger. But you're having to make a determination. Matter of fact, there's someone here that you've having, been having ringing in the ears. Been having terrible ringing in the ears. Who is that? Would you just lift your hand? Yeah. Would you come here for just a minute? Would you come down here and just let me lay my hands on you? You have ringing now? Is that ringing now? Oh, it's very, okay. So it's like a significant ringing? All right. Significant ringing. Well, I know that you believe. You were standing back there, and I know you're a believer. Five weeks you've been married. I know you're a believer. I know you believe God can, and I believe you know God will. Right? Here's what I want you to do I want you to close your eyes. Jesus. Good. 
Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I release and administer that healing virtue into his body. I thank you. I give you the glory. I command these ears to hear properly. You were designed to hear ringing and whatever's causing the ringing. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, I command you to be well by the power of God. Loose him and let him go. In the name of Jesus. I say healing's easy. Healing's easy. Who's a, mom? Can I pray for you, mom? Come, come here and sit up here, mom. I want to lay hands on you. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever done this. Would you just come sit down up here? She's been having problems in her knees. Would you stretch your hands towards my mom? This one, right? Father, I thank you. I release and administer that healing power in accordance to the law of contact and transmission. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I thank you that that healing power goes into her body to affect the healing and the cure, to drive out all manner of sickness and disease, whatever is wrong. Thank you, Lord, that it's driving out all the devil has done in this. It has nothing to do with deserving. It has everything to do with just... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah, glory to God. problems with your digestion you're, you've been having problems get, get processing the food and stuff stuff that, is that you? come here you have a problem with upset stomach on a regular basis anybody else that you have this kind of thing yeah come stand up here with her how many know there's plenty to go around hallelujah there's plenty to go around anybody else say well you know that's me I don't, I, 
just like this. If you can just picture, just put your mind on Jesus. this. Yeah, see, Christina, why don't you come up here and tell me, is that different now? You can walk better? All right, is there any pain left? Any pain? You you don't have to do it because you think this is the right answer, but I want you to just tell me, is there any pain at all? None whatsoever. Is that what you want? Do you like that? All right, let's all lift our hands and celebrate with Christine right now. Hallelujah. your eyes. 
eyes because you'll fall over if you close your eyes. Hallelujah. So were you in constant pain with your hip and back? Every night. Is it more when you're laying down than it is when you're standing up or sitting? Is sitting worse? Is it? What about stairs? Is stairs kind of a hard thing for you? It's impossible with stairs. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that the power of God went into you? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard because you've been bobbing and weaving, and everybody knows the power of God's been on you. So here's the deal: um, Would you do something? Would you would you walk up those stairs? Now is that different? There's no pain at all, none whatsoever. No pain whatsoever. <laughs> Don't you love it? Don't you love it? <laughs> You like that? Cool deal. All right, let's give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Now, so here's here's the deal. I asked Pastor, do you guys get out at 12? He said, not this morning. He said, just whatever. Here's the deal. Is the power of the Lord is present to heal in this room. And somebody's saying, you know, I, I, I want you to have a word of knowledge. Then I'll know it was God. Here's the deal. You have to know it's God because it's the word, not because of an experience. You have to know it's God because it's because it's his plan. Sometimes God does move in ways to, to help individuals with that stuff. Yes, sir, I'll do that. Yes, sir, I'll do that. Who's having trouble in your ankles? You have problems in your ankles that, that you're having difficulty it with with strength in your ankles and there's pain in your ankles who is that seems like see is that you is that you come here hallelujah if you're wondering what who it is it's you man all right so um you too you're having problem with the ankles as well is it just huh the whole leg ankles feet head shoulders knees and toes kind of thing right okay um ankles in constant pain or after 5 o'clock, after standing or being active all day, it really gets rough on you. Do you have to get off of them right away? Yeah. Yeah. So right now, if I was to ask you right now, are you in any pain? Not not pain. Not this morning. Uh, so around 5 o'clock, you'll know. Yeah. Right. Depending on how I feel. Have you been to the doctor about this? What did they say? They can't say you're old. Gotcha. Oh, you had a surgery, and so it just basically it's healed up, but it's just still constant. Gotcha. Can't work a normal job. So your life has been altered because of this. How'd you like to get it all back? You'd love that, wouldn't you? So um, if I lay hands on you, do you think anything's going to happen? You do? Sure. You look, you look convinced. Can I talk you out of it? All right, good. That's, that's exactly what I want. What's your name? Joel. Joel, you close your eyes. All you do is you just close your eyes. And just tell the Lord, yes. Would you stretch your hands towards me right now? 
question, if you, uh, if you walk around on your ankle, will you be able to tell any difference? I mean, you don't have to. You can search around. What's that? Can you jump up and down? When's the last time you jumped up and down? Oh, you can. You've done it before. Yeah, praise it in your house. You should do that in the church too. Yeah. Because this is a this is a wild bunch here. This is a wild bunch here. Well, would you let me know what happens later on? All right. Hallelujah. Now you got problems from basically the hips down. From the knees down, especially. Walk on your toes every morning to get your heels down. All right. So you think anything will happen? Yeah. Yeah. Don't let him take it away from you. All right. So you have to police him. You have to tell him to get off your stuff. No trespassing. Can't steal it. Can't keep it. Can't take it away from you. God gave it to you. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Give him praise for one more. Hallelujah. You got problems with your ankles? And your knees? What about shoulders? Really? I was just messing around. Head? Because that's going to do the head, shoulders, knees, and toes. in the shoulders and you got problems in the knees and problems in the ankles are you in pain now are you in pain in the shoulders pain in the knees pain in the ankles that's a definite the ankles are the definite close your eyes Michelle you can take that just take that Father in the name of the Lord Jesus we lay hands on her in accordance to the law of contact transmission. Our hands contacting her. Transmit your healing virtue. And Lord, because of that, we release and administer that healing power into her body to obtain healing and to cure and drive out all manner of sickness and disease. To undo all the devil has wrought in her body. Loose her and let her go now. You have no rights to be there any longer. Get off of her now.
difference? Yes? You couldn't do that before? Yeah. Is there any pain now? None whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it was painful. And now you can dance without pain. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't you love it? Hallelujah. Now, I want you to do this. I want everyone, if you would, to close your eyes just for a moment. Would you just close your eyes? And if you can imagine if Jesus, if you would draw a circle around you and Jesus, if you were the only ones that are just here, just draw a circle, just the Lord standing in front of you. Just you and him. If you have pain or sickness, if you have any kind of thing, wherever that pain is, wherever that sickness is, would you put your hand there? Would you just put, put one hand wherever that, wherever that pain may be, wherever that sickness may be, wherever that... Just put your hand right where it is. If it's in the head, if it's in the, it's in the shoulder, if it's in the knees, if, where, wherever that pain may be, just put your hand right there. Just put your hand. If you've got two places, put one hand one place and one, pl- uh, one hand on the other place. If you've got more sicknesses and more illnesses than you have hands, then put both hands on top of your head and say, God, I need something from head to toe. Lord, I need something from head to toe. And your, your hand placement is the signal that, Jesus, this is where I need, I need help here. Lord, I need help here. Now, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your presence is here. Your power is here. I thank you that these that have heard me this morning, that they have faith. They do believe. They do understand. And they are convinced that you're the healer. Lord, wherever their hand is, may your hand be upon their hand. May your hand come upon their hand. And that when your hand comes upon their hand, may your healing virtue leave your hand, pass through their hand into the area of the body that they need healing. Lord, collectively, we receive your healing virtue. Thank you for resurrection power going into our bodies to effect a healing, to effect a cure, to drive out all manner of sickness and disease, to undo all the devil has wrought. Lord, we receive your healing power even now from head to toe. We receive it in Jesus' name. We believe you for that. How many believe that you've received healing power? If you believe you receive healing power, just lift your hand. Maybe you didn't need healing this morning. You don't have to raise your hand. But if you believe you receive healing power, lift your hand. Hallelujah. Now, here's the deal. Let's praise the Lord for healing power being present, whether you feel it or whether you don't. Let's just praise Him right now. Let's begin to thank Him right now. Let's begin to bless Him right now. Lord, we praise you, we bless you, we thank you, we give you the glory, we give you the honor for all that you've done. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, worship you.
We magnify you. Now, you've received it. You've praised him for it. Now, do something you couldn't do. Check it out. If you couldn't move, move. If you couldn't do something, if you had a headache or whatever, shake your head around. See, see if there's any difference. Move your head around. Is there anybody that, that, that you have already experienced a difference already in your body? You've already experienced a difference where the power of God is. Lift your hand. If you've already experienced a difference, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. If you've, if you've already experienced a difference, what was the matter with you? Keep your hand up. You had a pain in your neck. Yeah. And it's, it was, it's, it's less now, but it's still, you still have significant. All right? What about you? What was the matter with you? Even during the service, it started feeling better. That's good. Hallelujah. What about you? What happened to you? Your neck? You get a lot of pain in the necks around here. Anyway, what about you? All right. You need a few minutes to talk about it? All right. Hang on. You come on, come on up here. Well, who else? You experienced something. Did you have your hand raised? Did you have your hand raised? Did you? Your headache's gone. Who else on this side? You said, yes, sir. Achiness in your leg that you get all the time. And now it is, it's gone. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? What about you? What happened? I'm so glad to see you. You've been <laughs> General, the nerve and sciatica is gone. That whole warmth came through and isn't that great can we give the lord a praise is there anybody else who wants to kind of brag on jesus anybody else want to brag on jesus all right hallelujah you want to brag all right so most of my friends and family know that for about five months i've been fighting chronic hives to the point where i've been hospitalized thousands of them on my body body temperature running 101 degrees just battling mentally destroying me for months and months and months so through all the allergy tests everything they'd done couldn't find anything that was affecting it or causing these hives to break out and about three weeks ago i got a shot that it took the insurance companies three months to approve that they said okay you got to do this once a month for a year and these injections are going to slowly reboot your body and the hives will stop but at the end of each three weeks as i work towards the fourth week for the shot they could come back I didn't tell my wife this, but Friday I had them all over my hands again, and I was starting to get them on my chest again because I'm due for another shot next week. In the middle of the service, I looked at my hands, and they were gone. And on top of it, I've been on steroid inject inhalers because I can't breathe because they're internalized in my lungs. I noticed immediately I could breathe. And it was just a warmth that went through me head down and then chill and just sitting back there I'm like I didn't even pray for this I prayed for months and I'd given up and it just happened and and God said immediately you got to get up there you got to tell people what happened and renew their faith and just let you know I prayed for months and months and months but it was just me praying God help me why aren't you helping me God help me and just in an instant just by connecting and saying I'm taking that power I got it, and they're gone. Oh, it's flashes from my hand. So, thank you, God. 
Come on, let's rejoice with him. Let's praise the Lord with him. Man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this the wife? Is this the wife? Yeah, uh, yeah. Look there. See, now she's really praising the Lord. She's really praising the Lord. Hallelujah. If you loved him as uh, much as she loves him, you'd be praising that way too. He's like, whoa, glory. Hallelujah. How many love the Lord? Hallelujah. Can I, can I put my hand on you? Would it be all right if I put my hand on you? Yeah, I want you to put my hand on you. Hallelujah. I want you to put my hand right here on the back of your neck. I, I, I felt you pulling on me a little bit. And so, won't you just breathe easy? Everybody say, healing's easy. Say it one more time. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That'll help you. That's good for what ails you. better? Is that what you want? You got it? You got the, you got your back, you're back to where you want it. Pretty cool. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more praise offering. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Thank, thank you. You guys, you guys have been so, you, you've been really patient with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for your patience with me this morning. I really sense that God's doing some wonderful things in the church, and I'm just glad to be introduced to you. I'm glad to be reintroduced to you. Uh, I know several of you. I love you, and uh, you, some of you have been my partners for, for a number of years, and, and uh, thank you. Um, the pastor's going to come and receive uh, an offering for Taylor Ministries. This offering doesn't come to me personally. It goes to our ministry, and it helps us. Now, next month, next month we're going to Nepal. And we're going to Nepal for 10 days, October the 16th through the 26th. We're going to Nepal. And we're actually helping a church there. We've actually already sent over $5,000 to do a conference just to feed people. To And the last time we were there, about two years ago, there was uh, we had over 100 people uh, filled with the Holy Spirit in one session. We had a hundred people saved. We had we had we had a wild time. Nepal is one of the fastest growing churches in the world right now. The fastest growing churches are in Nepal. That's going right now, and uh, and and there are people that are trying to to say no conversion. We don't want any conversion. We're, you know these Christians are destroying Nepal. They don't realize that Christianity and Jesus is the answer for Nepal. And so we're we're. Um, I, I was asked by this pastor to come and redo, uh, to redo uh, the conference again. We've already done that. And then I asked him, I said, you know, would you be willing to do a crusade, w- willing to do an outreach of a large scale? We like to do something big, you know, have 20, 25, 30,000 people and just cast the big net to get everybody, as, we ca- as many people as we can, saved and just believe God for the finances to do that. And the pastor responded to me, and he said, you know, pastor, he said, we would love to do that. He said, however, we can't do this right now because we are being kicked out of our church, out of our rental facility. They're not renewing the lease. They're not going to re- renew the lease at the end of October. We're not going to be able to uh, rent this building anymore. 
he said, we've got a piece of property. We have, uh, and if you go to Taylor Ministries, taylorministries.com, you can see the video that we've got there. There's a video where they've got two stages of it done. And, and uh, they said, we need to finish our church building because it's not, not ready. How, y'all, y'all done a great job on this building, by the way. And uh, listen, how many know it, it was, so I asked him, I said, well, how much will it take to complete the building? Now, these guys, they bring all the raw material. They bring the rebar, raw material. They, they, bring the, they make the brick there. They mix the concrete there. They make the rebar. They make the pillars there. They actually assemble it all right there on the site. Now, you didn't have to do that. But we, they, had to, they have to do that right there on the And you can see this on the video on our, on our website. Or I don't know if you can. Can you pull that up? You probably can. No big deal. But here's the deal. So I asked the pastor. I said, how much would it take to finish your building? So I'm thinking he's probably going to say, you know, like 50,000, 100,000. He says, he said, we can finish everything for, for $10,000. And something rose up in my heart, Pastor Bob. I said, you know what? I'm going I'm to use my faith, my influence. I want to believe God through the course of these meetings and through the course up until up to there. My wife and I were, we gave into Taylor Ministries. We gave out of our personal finances back into Taylor Ministries to be the first people to give a thousand dollars towards this to get done, and I'm I'm believing God for for nine others to help. Actually, I'm believing God for about fourteen others to help cover the whole trip, and to believe God with me. Now, if, maybe God is not calling you to give a thousand dollars. I'm not saying that, but would you would you do something to help me and help Nepal? Because what the man is saying is, he said, I cannot reap a harvest. If I have no barn to put it in, what are you saying is that we would love to do the outreach, but we can't, we would have no place to put them. And I think that's a wise farmer that says, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have a big harvest if I don't have a silo to put the grain in. And I really appreciated his heart about it, but I really believe God that that if you'll ask God, the, the Lord will speak to your heart about helping us. And everything that comes percent of our giving, Taylor Taylor Ministry budget will go straight straight to the uh, straight to Nepal. Ninety percent of our giving that goes to Nepal will go straight to the finishing and the accomplishing of that building. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Jeff. Let's get ready to give a big offering. Ushers, if you need an envelope for your giving, raise your hand up. You can give check, cash. You can also write your Visa debit card on the outside of the envelope, and we will take it that way. Or if you want to give on PushPay, there is an option there for guest speaker, and everything that comes in today underneath guest speaker and PushPay will go towards his ministry. So let's let's give a great offering. Let's uh, support an amazing ministry, great seed, um, believing for a great harvest and return in your lives as well. Amen. And proving to your pastor that you would like Jeff to come back again. Uh, are you, t- are you, you know what I'm talking about. Because it costs money to have guest speakers. And so prove to me that you want Jeff to come back again by giving a generous offering. Do the best you can do. Anybody need an envelope for your giving? Raise your hand up. Anybody else? All right. If you're still writing or I see some people giving on their phones, thank you for that easy way to give. Hallelujah. Let's pray.
Father God, we just thank you for, for Jeff. Thank you for...